This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. This is a live, live stream podcast. Uh, very raw, very real. Um, I take questions during it, so... Um, if you, uh, if you like that type of pace, then you're in the right place. Um, I will answer your question. If you have a good question, I love answering questions if I know the answer. Um, today I'm going to talk about the kingdom of heaven is like copy and paste faith. That is the name of today's message and study, really, so we can all dive into this together. What is up, TikTok? Uh, Leon, welcome. What is up, Facebook? Gretchen, thank you for being here. Josh Miller, Kathy Nuens, thank you guys for joining. Uh, Theonos uh, G, thank you for joining. Uh, Lieutenant Robert, what is up? Thank you for being here. Uh, try to give a few shout outs as we start here. So, Jonathan Jones says, Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? Hope you're having a beautiful day. Um, so, anyway, I've got a really cool kind of study plan for today. And really, what I want to talk about is my personal faith and your personal faith. Um, And this is going to be a very, very challenging message for those who want to listen to the entirety, whether you're on the podcast, you're on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, wherever you're at. Um, I'm live streaming to Facebook and TikTok right now. So good morning, Kathy Nunes. Thank you for being here. Um, And then Robert says, how are you doing? I'm doing beautiful this morning. Uh, Oh, Ophelia, what is up? Welcome. How are you doing? So the reason this is going to be a challenging message today is I'm going to look at some stuff that if you have kind of the standard background of a one of the Abrahamic faiths, this is going to be possibly a disturbing message for you because it is for me. This is something that I've been looking into and I have to share it with you guys. Now, let me confess before we get going here. We welcome every walk of faith on this channel, every orientation, every belief system, every every race. I don't care who you are or what you believe. If you are looking for truth and you're looking to ascend as a human being and find truth and find God and, and understand what all of that is, then welcome. This is your channel. People will be tempted to comment in the comments. And give me scholarly reviews of my information and my ideas. And that's not why I'm here, guys. I'm not a scholar. I've never been to any school of divinity or theology. I just study all of this in my free time. I have ever since I was a young kid. I've loved reading the Bible. I loved reading other spiritual texts. I made up my own pantheons of gods when I was a kid. I always thought that I had some sort of superpowers um, and so that's just me. That, that's, that's my weird world, my weird mindset. Um, and I talk about faith, spirituality, and the paranormal on this show. So that is what it is about. Uh, North Carolina, what is up in the house? How are you guys doing? 
Yes, we are all one, Gretchen says. Amen. Grand Rising from North Carolina. What is up? We've got a lot of North Carolina on here. Thank you guys for joining. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm, uh, lots of comments coming in on both sides. Um, okay, so what I'm going to l- literally look at today is the similarities between Yeshua, Christ, Jesus Christ, and Horus and Buddha, Muhammad, different uh, prophets, different um, manifestations of a chrisen man on the earth. Uh, and I'm sure there's lots of uh, chrisen women on the earth, too, that, that I don't even know about yet. So um, we are going to really, really get in deep. This is something you're not going to hear at a church. This is something you're not going to hear on your normal podcast, even your paranormal podcasts. I get into the faith side of things. I fully believe in extraterrestrials. I believe that they uh, were the gods of the Old Testament. As I'm going to start out with today, and this is where I lose some people and that's fine. You do not have to agree with me. I have people in this community that do not agree with me that watch every episode and are starting to just learn and kind of expand what they're thinking um, and dig deeper into their faith. I also go very wide, just so you know. I'm super ADD and I go, I go wide and, and jump around. But I promise you this stream of consciousness that we're all a part of uh, really renders some beautiful understandings as we all come out of this. So, uh, your research and studies aren't any less valid than the scholars. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Kathy. Um, Not everyone agrees with that, but thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Let's see. Uh, No, I'm not RH negative on blood type. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me that. Um, I haven't looked a lot into that. I know that there's, there's something to that, um, from what I hear, but, um, especially with the Enoch study we've been doing, we're doing like a daily dive on Enoch because I think the book of Enoch is kind of a key to unlock a lot of the hidden truths in the Holy Bible and in a lot of other scriptures. I'm also going to read from gospel of Thomas today. Uh, which is one of the Nag Hammadi scriptures found in Nag Hammadi in 1945. It completes, there were a lot of different ones there as well. You had Gospel of Philip, Gospel of Mary Magdalene, Gospel of Judas, Gospel of Thomas. Gospel of Thomas is the one I'm currently working through. It is what is considered Gnostic knowledge. Now, that is a word that is demonized from most pulpits you will hear right now. Most people are speaking out against that. And Gnosticism, really at a core, now just like any other faith, has all these different offshoots and all the extremists and all of the, you know, kind of the lightweight believers in it. But Gnosticism as a whole is about that Christ came to deliver the knowing of who we are in God and who he is in us to us. It's about deeper spiritual knowledge and understanding than just oh, I have faith and I believe dot, 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 because I've been told that ever since I was a child and programmed as a child. We're going to talk about that programming too and how the kingdom of God is delivered to those that are like children. And what does that mean? Why is that important? So Jeremiah says, good morning, Cub. Uh, Doesn't the Gospel of Thomas mention women becoming like men? Yes, it does. And And it kind of talks about the blending of uh, that not in a physical manner, but in a spiritual manner, understanding left brain, right brain, uh, the divine feminine, the divine masculine. I also define the Trinity in 
uh, more of an ancient terminology, meaning that I believe the Trinity, and this is founded scripturally and mythologically too, um, that I believe the Trinity is Father, Mother, Son. And it makes way more sense when we look at it that way. Father and Mother, the Holy Trinity, the Son is the Logos, the creative power. And if you look, if you're watching on TikTok or you're seeing this on the restream, I've got a picture of some AI artwork I made uh, that is supposed to have divine DNA. And if you look at this, there's the spectrum of light in it and it culminates at a cross at the top. And I believe that we are fully, we have that divine spark in us. That logos of God is there. It's always ready to awaken. It's always ready to christen us as men and women of the kingdom so we can go out and spread those seeds of the kingdom. We're going to look at some of the esoteric sayings of Christ today. Esoteric meaning not uh, demonic magic like a lot of people try to pin it as but esoteric as just hidden meaning. He spoke in parables. He literally says he does. And those parables mean something right under the surface and even deeper truths. And once you get them, it's like, you, it's like you've seen them your whole life and you can't unsee it. But people that don't see it, they just don't see it. And that's okay. Like, it's, it's a process. It's, it is a process of ascension. And a lot of people jump in the comments at this point and go, no, salvation is through Christ. Absolutely it is. But I'm talking about the Christ, not Yeshua, not Horus, not Buddha, not Muhammad, not any other manifestation of a chrism man on the earth. I'm talking about the true Christ, the logos of the divinity of the, the, the triune Godhead, which is very common in almost every ancient faith where you have kind of a Godhead, you have the triune, then you have the seven and the nine, and then kind of the pantheons of gods under that, the beings that are higher than us. But as you ascend up that ladder, they get much higher, uh, much more spiritual and much less tangible to understand, by the way. So uh, let's see, uh, lots of questions here. Sorry, guys. Uh, haven't heard that one before. Uh, what are you, uh, what is your belief? My belief, that, and that's kind of what I'm explaining. I've got different beliefs because I do, I like, I try to look at the width of all of this and understand the common denominator and truth about who Christ is. And, and honestly, just about who we are. You know, my search for this isn't searching for another man to save me. My search in this is trying to figure out what do I have that God says is true about me that I believe the logos of God is already in me and because of what Christ did in whatever iteration of him you believe, um, he repaired and returned our very fabric of our creation back to where we can communicate directly with God. And I believe the Holy Spirit is literally a manifestation of the Divine Mother. It is the comforter. Look, like, look at all the characteristics of it. And I'm not here to try to push, you know, like a pagan belief system on anyone. But I'm just saying, look at the pagan belief systems. Look at the Egyptian belief systems. Look at the Sumerian belief systems. Look at the Magi that came to visit Christ. Look at how Christ ties himself to the serpent over and over and over. Yet when the devil comes, you don't really have that analogy. That's something we've given. And that's where I want to start today because in case you've missed it, I'm going to share with you the two different creation stories that are literally right in your Bible 
And they're even divided in a way to give us a hint and a clue as to the fact that they are two different stories. And we should start from there and then go through everything in Enoch and then go through the Gospels and understand all of this as a whole. Again, this is not something you're going to get from a pulpit. And most of the time I get pastors in here that try to refute what I'm talking about and say, well, if I wouldn't just cherry pick and blah, blah, blah. I believe that I have to cherry pick because I believe that there are grains of truth still left in this text. And if you look up the history, just go watch the Da Vinci Code. I'm watching that last night. Go look up the history of how this Bible came to be. And then you start to go, hmm, maybe I want to look at Enoch. Maybe I want to look at Gospel of Thomas. Maybe I do want to look at some of the Sumerian texts. I'm going to share today, too, even Jesus said, He was telling his disciples, hey, don't go to the Sumerians, don't go to the Gentiles, go unto uh, the Jews, the lost Jews. And and everybody, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, don't go to them. They're already lost. I think it was reversed. I think he's like, hey, they've, they've got, they're starting to figure this out. Go to those who are really lost. Go to that flock right now. And I think that there's something to that, guys. Uh, and this is all my opinion, by the way. You don't have to agree with me, but I promise it'll open your mind. So, um, let's see. Blah, 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 brainwash. There we go. We got the first comment today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've been called worse, so welcome. Um, where is that in the Bible about the Father, Mother, and Holy Spirit? Uh, so, that is not in the Bible. It's just, I think the clues are in the Bible. And when this was created, it was created by a bunch of dudes that wanted to wash any version of divine feminine out of it um and again go watch the the da vinci code if you have not watched that or read the book by dan brown um that's only a piece of it i'm not basing all of my belief on that but i'm just saying i take a piece of that i watch ancient aliens i take pieces of that i take pieces of the bible i take pieces of sumerian beliefs the pantheon of gods you know in the sumerian culture they believed in el elion god most high L was represented by a bull, the bull of the water, depending on what version of that mythology you look at. L had a wife named Asherah, Asherah, the Asher pole. They had a they had a bunch of children, and out of those children were gods like Baal, gods like Yahweh, gods like uh, Egyptian gods. You have this literal pantheon of gods. And so out of that, you know, supposedly they had this, this love together, this union together, and it created everything that came into being. And then their other created beings, the gods, their children, started to make things out of that creation and destroy that beautiful creation. And they fell out of line. And so that's where, you know, we get like this whole mix of everything. We have to just look at like ancient cultures and look at their mythologies, their understanding of divinity. And so when I I say that because it makes a lot of sense because we look at Yahweh in the Old Testament and he wants to enslave with the law. He wants to punish. He can be bargained with. He requires sacrifice. And something I'm going to read here in a minute, Jesus literally says... I require compassion, not sacrifice. And I think there are direct clues that Christ is not the son of Yahweh, but rather the son of El Elyon, God Most High. I also think that there is some interesting things when you see the Israelites worshiping the golden calf, 
What would that represent? Well, in Sumerian culture, that would represent El Elyon, God Most High. What Christ referred to his father as is, you know, my father, God Most High. So I find it very, very interesting. Again, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm just saying start to look at all of this. And for me, it has deepened my faith. For me, it has changed and evolved and made what Christ is much more beautiful and much more personal to me. I've never understood the whole personal Jesus thing until lately when I start to understand what we're really dealing with and that we are part of a divine story rather than a divine, dogmatic, processed methodology of believing. And we look at what Christ spoke out against. He spoke out against the scribes that held that law. And what do we do today, guys? Every belief system we have that is formed, you have scribes that keep that law. Well, this information, the people don't need that. Well, that's too much. Well, that's too weird. Well, I don't believe that. And here's why I call this message copy and paste faith. Because what I'm looking at today, you're going to see how Horus is super similar to Christ. You're going to see how Buddha is super similar to Christ. I, I, am, I do believe in reincarnation. I believe everyone in existence has an opportunity to find that salvation, to move back into God's frequency, to become a part of that divine energy again. That's just my belief. But I absolutely believe that Christ might have been on the earth in manifestations from the very beginning of time continuing to call people back out of the matrix. So what I'm going to start with today, let me take a few questions. Um, wouldn't that uh, technically mean that Yahweh is a son and well, according to Deuteronomy 32 worldview, yeah, that would definitely mean that Yahweh would be a son, a son of God, like lots of different sons of God. But who would be the one true son of God, the Logos, which is much different than the created extraterrestrial gods. Again, this is where I lose people. I literally believe, and this is just my understanding, I believe these gods are physically created, but they can use their spiritual prowess way more than we can. They can communicate telepathically. They have much higher technology than we do. And they're literally supposed to be helping manage the worlds, manage our planet, other planets, whatever. And again, this is where I lose people, but I'm just, I have to be honest. I'm the only one showing up on these platforms being honest. And I'm the only one that's digging through this stuff and looking at ancient astronaut theory, looking at the Holy Bible, looking at the book of Enoch, looking at other scriptures and other understandings and looking at Gnosticism through a lens of, hey, I don't know, but here's how I see pieces fitting together. It doesn't change that I absolutely love God and I believe Christ is fully present in me and I believe that I'm fully justified, fully saved uh, and fully already a part of God's kingdom. So that's, that's, you know, I have somebody ask me, are you an atheist here? So, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, definitely, definitely not. In fact, I believe probably more and weirder things about our existence than most people have ever even stopped to think about. And that's really, uh, let's see, Jen says, I appreciate all you do. I love it. Thank you so much, Jen. I really appreciate it. That's all I'm here to do is just get everybody to just peel back the ego for a minute peel back the dogma and the religion and all of the copy and paste faith that we have. And I've done it too. When I say that, I am not calling anyone out. I love everyone here. But when I get comments of, well, I believe this, and then I'm like, okay, why? 
and then there's it's it's silence or well you just need Jesus. Well you just need you just need to find God. Well I'll pray for you. Guys, that's exactly what I'm here to try to get people to just shake themselves loose from and go, wait a minute, why do I believe that? Well, wait a minute, this is really weird that there's this connection. Maybe that's all I'm trying to do here. Just open your mind, open your heart, and let's find out who God really is. Let's find out who Christ really is in us, because I don't think that he is this one manifestation that the church now owns through this book. I think the true ownership in Christ is a cyclical thing between us, this this flesh creation, and our true spirit that is continually communing with God, with the Godhead, Father, Mother, Son. Because we are now children, sons, and daughters of the Most High because of what he did. In every iteration, every timeline, every belief structure that Christ, the chrism man, has been present in, he has done something, not just the cross, but some sort of sacrifice, some sort of battle against the gods, some sort of stepping in to return humanity to knowing who they are in God. So that's my thought. That's my thoughts on this. And then I'm going to get into the actual scripture here. Enough about what I think. Let's look at what the text says so that you guys can make your own decisions about this. So, yes, let's learn together, Jen says. Uh, Gretchen says, that is good stuff. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for stepping into your divinity this way and for sharing it. Uh, Elizabeth says, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, so, uh, let's see. Do you believe in the apocalypse? I do believe in the apocalypse, uh, but not as defined by modern uh, TV and movies. Apocalypse being Apollyon, the uh, unveiling of, the uncovering is what apocalypse actually means. Um, and so I love that, that term of it. I think it's already started, guys. We're here, we're doing this, we're even having this conversation. This is a conversation you just couldn't even have 100 years ago. Think about that. We could not have this conversation 100 years ago. The church completely owned all of this. All of the constructs owned all of this. And this idea of, look at the hippie movement in the 1960s. The free thought, starting to reconnect with God, reconnect with source. I'm not saying all of that was perfect and wonderful. There were so many issues with that. I don't even want to get into that. But I'm just saying, uh, end of deception is what revelation means. Yes, absolutely, end of deception. And guys, I think that's happening. And I get called out a lot for being New Age or bringing, you know, Gnosticism, New Age Gnosticism back, and that that's a deception. And guys, and maybe it is, okay? I'm not here to say one way or another. I'm just here to share with you what my truth is. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So if you guys are still here watching... I want you to understand who I am and kind of where my heart comes from for this. So two years ago, I lived in a big, beautiful house in the country. I had a pretty successful business that I had been working on building a marketing company. And 2020 hit, okay? And I know that was a shift for everybody here. Uh, thank you guys for the comments. I'll come back to those. I'm sorry. Um, so 2020 was just this... You know, it shook everybody, guys. It shook everybody. And it shook me because I had accounts start to cancel. Just one after another, after another, after another. And we did everything we could to keep staying afloat. And we had a couple of accounts that kept us barely afloat. Thank God. Um, but I remember in the middle of 2020 going into my garage. And I've got a bicycle right here. It's an electric mountain bike. I love mountain biking. I'm a big, big mountain biker. And... 
I remember walking into the garage and putting my hand on the bike and I, you know, I just kind of could see my life changing. I had had a boat before that I had to sell the boat. Uh, just, you know, all this stuff, you just kind of start downsizing, watching your life strip away. And you start to think about what do you really want? What do you really need? Uh, God, what do you really want for me? You know, am I really serving you by doing this business Lord, or is there more to it? So in 2020, I remember I put my hand on this new bike that I bought and I'm like, Lord, I'm ready for more. I know there's more. I see that there's more and I don't understand it. I'm not smart enough to make all the connections. I said, I just want truth. Father, I just want truth. I know you're real. I know you've, you've always stepped in to help me, Father. And I want to believe in Christ. Like I know, you know, of this person that I hear about in church, I've given my life to him, all this stuff, had the emotional reactions, and then it's gone. It wasn't a lasting change. And I'm like, Father, I need that. Like I need to know all truth. Like I need to understand, even if it's in other pieces of religions or whatever, I don't care. I said, I don't need to follow this one, you know, thing that I've been told. And that was the day my life changed. Like that day, if you want to wreck your life, pray for truth. That's the secret, guys. Pray for truth. Ask and you shall receive. If ye being wicked give good gifts to your children, how much will your heavenly Father give to you when you ask? And we have all manner of spiritual wisdom and knowledge at our fingertips available. And it is not through this. And I love my Bible. I hold it up and I talk a lot of, you know, about, about it. But I love it. I read it. I learn it. I understand it. And I go deeper every day in it. But I'm telling you, it's not there. It's here. When you stop and meditate, when you go and you connect to source, when you download the consciousness of the creator into you and you start to create as the creator, it changes your life. And for me, that was the moment when everything started to melt. This construct that I had built on sand, you know, the story of the house built on the sand and the house built on the rock. You go to Sunday school and you hear, well, that's built on Jesus. You know, you got to build, how do you build on Jesus? How do you build on this little white guy with long hair and a beard? Like, you know, how do you do that? And I've never understood that. I never got what that meant until now, because now I see that Christ is much deeper. He's in me. He's in you. He's in all things through him. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and through him all things were created and nothing was created that was not created through him. And that is mind blowing guys because he's not this person. He is the logos, the divine creative force. What is the logos? That's the divine computation of creation. You can see it manifest in our DNA. You see it manifest in the Fibonacci sequence. You see it manifest when you look at a sunflower and you see the spiral in there. Everything is held together in this divine order. And I believe we live in this matrix because we were, it was made. And I'm going to read here. So anyway, to finish my story, that was the day my life changed. And all of a sudden, after I prayed that, I had all these new ideas flooding to me from myself and from source, but also from so-and-so introduced me into this, this kind of idea. So-and-so introduced me to this kind of idea. A book was recommended for me. 
I read this. I a podcast came on that you know they talked about something weird that they don't normally talk about. I just started to make connections, and it's like all of a sudden this idea of manifesting started to become real because it started drawing in people and things that were in alignment with my seeking of truth and the truth about who God is. Gretchen says, uh, we have to have a relationship with him. Christ is in us. We are the church. It took me years of fighting, let's see, uh, my own beliefs and ridiculed for asking more. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's all I'm talking about here today. So Ty says, uh, I like to sit in the sun with my feet grounded I feel like bad energy leaves my body as good energy enters from above. Amen, Ty. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I do too. And in fact, I'm barefooted right now. And I love to walk around outside barefoot. I love being in the sun. I hate cloudy days. I don't like cloudy days. I love being in the sun and the light. So let me dive into it just to finish that story. That was the day my life changed. My business started to crumble and completely fail. And I decided to start a Christian-based TikTok at the time, and it blew up to over 10,000 followers in just a month. And then I put it aside for almost two years, guys. I put it aside for almost two years. During that time, I wrote a book called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance, and it's over on my website, www.cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. If you're on Facebook, there's a link to it on Facebook here. Um, And so it was very, very real for me that this change just started to wash over me. And I literally stopped worrying about and working on my business between October and December 2020. And I wrote this book and I did the audio book and I submitted the audio book. And then somewhere in that, as we came into 21, um, I had one large contract uh, through a local organization. And I, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on there, uh, with leadership changeover. And so long story short, I just sunk myself into like helping that contract. Um, and I just kind of put this thing aside for a while and thought, you know, well, that was good, but I'll never make a living doing that. I'll just have to do it on the side. Well, when you try to do it on the side, it just doesn't, you can't serve two masters is what I'm saying. And so, I then decided this year, 2022, let's do it. Let's pick it up. I've lost almost every account I had, and I've done everything I can to get new accounts and just for some weird spiritual reason could not close any new accounts. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this thing, and I'll keep trying to get accounts and just can't get accounts. And so I keep doing this thing. Long story short, we're almost at 100,000 on TikTok, guys. Thank you. Long story short, we're almost at 70,000 on Facebook. Thank you, guys. My Instagram could use a little help if anyone wants to give me some love over there. My YouTube could use a little help. Somebody can give me some love. We're almost at 2,000 on YouTube, though. In YouTube growth terms, that's pretty amazing. So, Um, And I just launched a line of apparel and um, really cool stuff with um, these images that I mean, literally like what you're looking at behind me here, this this DNA strand with the cross and the light. Um, I've got that going on. Um, I have that. It's sideways. It's on a tumbler. I've got a mug with my representation of Christ on it, the hippie Jesus that I love so much. 
because again, I think he's manifest in so many ways, guys. I think he manifests during the hippie movements. I think he manifests now in me and you. And anyone that wants to just fully recognize that and be a leader with that um, can really take this truth and love and light to the world. And, and that's what we see in the Gospels here. Now, do I believe that at that time that Jesus was like the fullness of God? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I think that he came before that? Absolutely. Do I think he's come since then? Absolutely. Do I think we're called to be pieces of him on this wor- world? Absolutely. And, and we're just not showing up and doing that because we're arguing dogma. We're arguing this and that and these details rather than looking at pure inward love, light, and truth. And when you do that, it just changes your life, guys. Do you have an encounter uh, young in life you haven't spoke of yet that reasons for your perspective? So um, <laughs> here's, here's a weird thing. It's funny you say that. Uh, as I continue to rabbit trail, I promise we'll read scripture here in a minute. As I continue to rabbit trail, do I have an encounter um, with God younger in life? I don't know. I have like a lot of blank memories from like seven, eight years old and before, uh, which is really weird. I mean, I know that, you know, we don't remember like a whole lot then, but it's very, very, very hazy. Um, let's see. Uh Oh, sorry. I was trying to read all the questions coming in. Um, And then I heard about this tree drawing experiment. You may have seen it on TikTok lately. It's where, like, when you're a kid and you draw a tree, if you draw a hole in the tree, then you have some, like, unresolved trauma. And based on where that hole is, you know, is where your trauma falls in your childhood. I don't understand it. I'm not a psychologist, but it's very interesting. If you put an animal in that hole, then you've healed it or partially healed that trauma. Um, and if you, if you drew those pictures as a kid with the sun in the corner and then the tree and you didn't put a hole in it, then you don't really have any trauma. So I asked my wife that this morning. My wife is, is a very well-adjusted person. That's why I married her. Uh, she's very stable in her beliefs, very, uh, very good at organizing and managing things. She is just amazing. Um, and she drew those trees when she was a kid and didn't put a hole in the trunk of the tree, you know, just how you would draw the hole in the trunk of the tree. And for me, I drew it all the time. In fact, if I drew one right now for you without thinking about it, I would put the little hole in it. Like that's just how I did it. So I don't know. I don't know what, at what point as a child, I know I always had dreams about this demonic, like Fox that was always trying to uh, and wore a hat and clothing and carried a woman's purse and all this weird stuff. And I saw it in a book when I was a kid, one of those Aesop's Fables books. But it would haunt me all the time, and I would have these dreams where I felt like it was sucking me into this portal. And, I mean, literally recurring dreams that I had up until the time I was, you know, in college. And that this thing was just trying to take me down all the time. And finally those dreams stopped after 2020 and my prayer and putting my hand on the bike and, you know, just, I, I don't know why I remember putting my hand on the bike. It was just like a moment of like, I know this bike is real, but I'll give up. Cause I even said, I said, I'll give up all of this, all of this to find you to, to step into. And here's what I said that day. And here's what you can say too. I'm ready to start my life's work. I'm done building in the matrix and I want to start building in the kingdom. And that is the day 
this entire shift started. And here I am. So, But again, I ignored it for two years, even after I said that. I mean, I was kind of in the middle of learning all of this. So I, it wasn't like wasted time, but it was like, man, I wish I had done that 10 years ago, you know. So anyway, uh, I'll get a few questions and then we'll read. So this is happening to all of us. Truly believe that uh, good, truly believe in good over evil. Money is not even real and the world is lost on uh, self-praise. We need to help each other. I'm looking uh, to homestead and live life. Absolutely. Me too. Me too. Uh, Grow food and help people in any kind of way. Do our plan on having a home base. Yes, I plan on having a home base. Um... Right now, I live in a cute little neighborhood, um, nice little house, uh, nothing fancy at all. We we got something very economical because the business, you know, was just really crumbling. So that's that's where I'm at with this. And as this builds, yes, I want a home base. Yes, I want to build a studio to do this more. I want to be live streaming. There's no reason I shouldn't be live streaming like four or five hours a day. I mean, this message just has to get out there, guys. And and we've got to reach brand new people all the time. And if I'm going to do that, I've got to have help doing it. And I've got to have a space to do it that's you know can just be repeatable all the time and continue to perpetuate this. Um, and so I know God's bringing something new to us. I know he is. I don't know what it is. But I know that as we go into next year, brand new opportunities are going to open up. I think this thing is going to scale. Again, I'm doing everything I can to bring you guys value that, that you want. I brought brand new line of products. Awesome all over print t-shirt. I ordered one for me. It's Christ praying in front of a portal. And I call it the prayer portal. And it's just all about opening up portals in your life. You want to open a portal in your life, pray. And I'm not talking about church prayer. I'm not talking about religion prayer. I'm talking about legit prayer. You go out in the wilderness. You're meditating. You're meeting with God. And you're listening open the portal. It's within you already. Um, and we have all these modes of prayer that, that don't even make sense anymore with the ancient modes of prayer. So Tim says, Hey buddy, what's up, Tim? How are you doing? Um, see if I have any other questions. Um, let's see. Uh, ancient psychic medium says I'll be, uh, live soon to crush you and your spells. So you can't tell false information. Hey, ancient psychic medium, uh, lots of love to you, but um, God most high is my protector. Christ is in me, so no weapon formed against. Uh, Anyway, and uh, you can get, uh, let's see if I can actually, I know there's a way here. There we go. Blocked. Boom. Peace. Uh, bring that kind of energy in here, guys. Don't be, t- don't be talking about stuff like that against me. Seriously, I, I don't stand for that. You guys shouldn't stand for that. This is an open forum of uh, trying to understand God and each other. And so people like that, man, I just can't even, I can't even handle it. So um, Ancient Psychic Medium says, I made a TikTok exposing you. Your imagination is big. All you're talking is imagination. That's fine. Uh, you have ADHD, hard time focusing. Yes, I do. Uh, that's clown work and that doesn't help. So you guys, uh, anyway, uh, help me expose people like this guys. Uh, I really don't like that. I don't like getting attacked that way. Um, because it it is personal and, and TikTok should not stand for that. And I will report this person. 
uh, for personal harassment. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. Um, let's see. Yeah. Submitted a report for hate speech. So there you go. Yep. So stop. Thank you for blocking him. Thank you, Tracy. Sorry, I didn't see it. You know, I, I get into talking like this. And that's, that is the danger of going live on these. And that's why you don't have churches and pastors doing this. Because they get hit with all of this stuff. And I'm willing to put myself out there and be a sacrificial lamb if I have to be for this, this type of work. Because it's really important we get this out. So uh, anyway, I'm back. So uh, my next paycheck, I'm getting your journal. Thank you, Ruby. God bless you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, religious bullies. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I don't even understand. That didn't seem like a religious page. I don't really understand why they're making. So if you guys do like, go check out his page. And if he is trying to like harm me or others like me, do report him. TikTok needs to know we've got to keep this a safe place for all of us. Uh, again, I'm one of the few people out here that keeps this open. I don't care what orientation or faith or color or whatever you are. Uh, literally I don't look at that. Like I don't, I don't, (laughs) I just don't see it. So like this really is an open place and I hope you guys feel loved here. Like I hope you feel accepted and like it's okay to explore these ideas and people like that are the reason that I'm on here. Whatever that was, that is demonic guys. I just, I fully believe that it is and I hate I hate seeing that, and I'm really sorry that you guys have to hear stuff like that. So, I really like your teaching. I'm always willing to learn more. Uh, Arlene says, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, I've been to the other side after a fatal heart attack. Tim, wow, man. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Um, You're kind of right in line with my beliefs. Thank you. So, see, when this guy's attacking me, he's not just attacking me. He's attacking all of us that... Uh, that are trying to find more, that are looking deeper, that are that are actually trying to connect with Source and with God. So, uh, love the Book of Enoch. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, let me read here. Getting into the Scripture now that we've had a, a long talk, and uh, like I said, you guys report anyone like that to me, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I don't care. Uh, I just do not stand for that, guys. That's not okay to literally come out and attack someone. And if they're doing it to you, let me know and I'll report them. If they're doing it to me, you guys, please report them. Um, So the creation, getting into Genesis 1. This is awesome, guys. And I'm looking at the names of God Bible. I'm just not saying you have to read any version of the Bible. I like to look at the names of God for this type of study because... It's going to go into the Greek or Hebrew and try to pull out that actual name of what we would say it in English to understand what we're talking about, what entity we're talking about. So, uh, Jason Jackson says, don't let them get to you. They are uh, defending what they have known all their lives. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that. Um, so, the creation in Genesis 1. This is, this is crazy, guys. And I, I encourage you, if you have a Bible anywhere near you, Look this up too, because whatever version you have, it may be presented differently. Some version just literally says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And then it goes into Genesis 2, and you see that God made man and woman. And like you're like, wait, what? Uh, why are there two different creation stories? And I've always been told my whole life there's two different creation stories, uh, because it's just two different points of view. And so... Um, do you think that Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2 uh, were thousands of years? 
I don't know. I think it could be something we don't even understand, and that and we're about to get into that. So Genesis one one in the beginning Elohim created heaven and earth. Elohim being plural here and capitalized. So this to me would be talking about Father, Mother, Son, the Holy Trinity, or what we call today Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, and so that would be Elohim, like plural, created heaven and earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep water. The Ruach Elohim, so I believe that's the mother Elohim, was hovering over the water. Then Elohim said, let there be light, and there was light. And I believe uh, this light, you know, is kind of that third part. You've got uh, the sun manifesting himself in light, the logos. Uh, You also hear sound is the logos, the divine word, the spoken of God. Um... Again, just all different esoteric understandings. I'm not saying any one of them is right, but lots of different understandings of that. So, Elohim named the light day, and the darkness he named night. There was evening and morning on the first day. Then Elohim said, let there be horizon in the middle of the water in order to separate the water. So Elohim made the horizon and separated the water above from the water below. And so it was. Elohim named what was above the horizon sky There was evening and morning the second day. Then Elohim said, let the water under the sky come together in one area. And I'm going to skip ahead here to verse 27 because we all kind of know, you know, it goes through the creation. Then it says, Elohim said, again, the plural capitalized, the Godhead, I believe the Holy Trinity in this moment. Let us make humans in our image, in our likeness. Let them rule the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky the domestic animals all over the earth, and all the animals that crawl on the earth. So Elohim created humans in his image, and in the image of Elohim, he created them. He created them male and female. Elohim blessed them and said, Be fertile, increase in number, fill the earth, and be its master. Rule the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, and the animals that crawl on the earth. Elohim said, I have given you every plant with seeds on the face of the earth and every tree that has fruit with seeds. This will be your food. I have given all green plants as food to every land animal and every bird in the sky and every animal that crawls on the earth, every living, breathing animal. And so it was. And Elohim saw everything that he had made and that it was very good. And there was evening and morning in the sixth day. Here's where it gets interesting. Now we're in chapter 2. And we're about to finish that story. So tell me why we're in chapter 2, finishing a story. If it's two versions of the same story, why wouldn't they just put... Again, I think these are clues that we can just pick up on. I think God preserves these little clues. Those with eyes to see, ears to hear. They may not have even known that they were doing this. But for us, we can see this and go, wait a minute. Chapter 2 now finishes chapter one it says heaven and earth and everything in them were finished by the seventh day elohim had finished the work he had been doing on the seventh day he stopped the work he had been doing then elohim blessed the seventh day and set it apart as holy because on that day he stopped all of his work of creation now we have the word his in there uh making this masculine um and there's a lot of evidence if you dig enough that the earlier manuscripts didn't really define that his, her, you know, it's, it's just Elohim plural. 
Uh, but again, we've, we've kind of edited all of this to make sure that it's monotheistic and there's no polytheism in it. Um, so now we're in chapter 2, verse 4. The creation of man and woman. Wait, I thought we just had creation of man and woman. And yet we just finished that story in chapter 2, verse 3. And now in verse 4, it says the creation of man and woman. And once you guys see this, you can't unsee it. This is the account of heaven and earth when they were created at the time when Yahweh Elohim made earth and heaven. Again, this is looking at the original uh, manuscripts and trying to put the names of God back in. And a lot of people and a lot of scholars will just say, well, there's a ton of different names for God and they can call him whatever they want. And they had different understandings. Again, I think the data is there to show that we're dealing with two different entities. And when you read the Bible from that point of view, uh, reported the video against you. Wendy, thank you so much. God bless you. I appreciate that. Uh, I need you guys to be watchmen and look out for me so I can continue to do this. We can keep all these accounts safe that are that are trying to do this. I've never done that. I barely even stitch videos against other people. Um, and I certainly have never done it against anyone. I might stitch something agreeing with it or expounding upon it, but I've never, I don't even like calling people out that way because everybody's entitled to their own opinions and beliefs. And that's why we live in the world we do is, is we should be able to explore those. So, um, so the creation of man and woman, wild uh, bushes and plants were not on the earth yet because Yahweh Elohim hadn't sent rain on the earth. Also, there was no one to farm the land. Instead, underground water would come up from the earth and water the entire surface of the ground. Then Yahweh Elohim formed the man from the dust of the earth and blew the breath of life into his nostrils. The man became a living being. Why is it calling out Yahweh here? And why are we seeing the word made. So did you catch that? Chapter 1 says Elohim created, Elohim created, Elohim created, Elohim created. Chapter 2 says Yahweh Elohim made, Yahweh Elohim made, Yahweh Elohim made. That's different. I can make something out of clay, but that doesn't mean I created the clay. So I believe we're dealing with two different stories here. Chapter 1 being the original divine creation, father, mother, son, all present within creation, walking with God. Chapter 2 is Yahweh Elohim coming in and creating the matrix, the false flesh, the clay, the made part that literally is over everything right now. And then we see when they ate of the apple, and I put a snake in this, in the, the, the little emoji, because there's a lot of evidence to tie Christ to the serpent. If this is true, and you don't have to believe me here, if this is true in chapter 2 is an evidence of the maker versus the creator, then Yahweh Elohim literally created a matrix over the divine creation to trap humanity in. He brought the law. He brought human sacrifice and uh, animal sacrifice so that the gods, the extraterrestrial gods, could be taken care of and served by humanity. Then you look at Book of Enoch when the angels uh, created their own race with humanity. Those angels are also, the terminology can be sons of God. It can be the gods. It can be the fallen angels or the watchers, whatever you want to call them. They created the Nephilim. The giants that ruled man, ruled humanity, served the gods, built these civilizations. 
literally look back about 15,000 years in our human history and you see that almost every civilization is drawing things that look like extraterrestrials. They are saying that the, the children of the sky came down, the people from the sky came down and they gave them knowledge, they gave them wisdom. But then you see in the garden here, in chapter 2, you see Yahweh Elohim. It's not good for man to be alone. Now he, he takes the rib now, says bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh for Adam. She will be named woman because she was taken from man. So yes, there's similarities to chapter 1, but I think that there's definitely something there. Now, the snake was more clever than any of the wild animals. Yahweh Elohim had ever made. He asked the woman, did Elohim really say, you must never eat the fruit of the tree in the garden? So here we have the snake, curious little creature coming along. The woman answered the snake, we're allowed to eat to the fruit of any tree in the garden, except the tree in the middle of the garden, Elohim said, you must never eat it or touch it or you will die. This is what Yahweh Elohim says. This is why people don't like the God of the Old Testament. And a lot of people who uh, I've talked to in my past with my faith, they're like, well, I just don't, I, I can't serve a God like that. Well, I'm starting to understand neither can I, because that's the God that wants to trap us in the matrix. That's the God that doesn't want us to eat of the tree of knowing, the tree of knowing. The woman saw that the tree had fruit and it was good to eat, nice to look at. This verse right here is also the cause of division between men and women, the entire planet. You know, think about that. Like, it's always like, oh, the woman did it. Well, the man ate of it too. Well, you know, how many arguments do we have within churches or religious institutions about men and women because of this verse right here? Then their eyes were open and they both realized that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made clothes, blah, blah, blah. Yahweh uh, called a uh, man and said, where are you? He answered, uh, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Elohim asked, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat, of the, eat fruit from the tree I commanded you not to eat? The man answered, that woman, the one you gave me, gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. See, all, already the accusatory. It's, it's almost like this was set up perfectly to already pit the man against the woman already create division, already create duality. Um, and so if you go back to what the serpent said, let's read that again. Let's just, just track with me for a second here. Now the snake was more clever than any of the wild animals Yahweh Elohim had made. Now he made the snake, but what's in the snake? If you think about the first creation, you see the light. You see the sound, the voice, you see the logos. The beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So now the snake, he asked the woman. He said, did Elohim really say you must never eat the fruit of any tree in the garden? She said, well, we're allowed to eat it of any of them except for these, or we will die. And he goes, you certainly won't die. He knows that your eyes will be open. You'll be like Elohim, knowing good and evil. Elohim, speaking of that, that Elohim, you know. And again, I think this is a point where we have to ask ourselves, is the snake God breaking through the matrix? Or is the snake what we've been told our whole life, that that snake is evil and that knowledge is evil? Don't look under that rock. Don't dig more. So that's my big question for today. Are we copying and pasting our faith? 
or are we actually looking at what the texts say and are we looking within the way Christ actually taught us to? And I want to end this um, with, uh, let's see, uh, yes, free us. Amen, Casey. Thank you so much. Uh, makes sense, Native American stories. Yes, and Aboriginal stories in Australia, too. The rainbow snake created everything. And then by May, the maker God fashioned out of clay and brought the law. What does that sound similar to, guys? Why are these stories repeating and copying and pasting across humanity, eons and centuries, whatever you want to believe on the age of the earth? Why is it all the same story, repeated and uh, kind of taken and molded and added with this character? And then you say, well, they're not the same stories because they're not exact, but they all have the same essence, guys that there are extraterrestrial maker gods that want to fashion things for their good and that there is a one true creator that made everything in beauty, love, and light and that we're a part of that creator. If you even look at the story of Horus, you know, Horus had so many things that were very similar to Jesus. And I'm going to get into this, the Horus and Buddha and stuff, on the next episode of this. We'll get into that on Tuesday. But, um, you know, there's a lot of rumors that, like, Jesus was the only begotten son of Jehovah. Horus was the only begotten son of Osiris. By the way, I don't think he was the begotten son of Jehovah. I think he was the begotten son of El. Um, Mother of Jesus was Mary. The mother of Horus was Marie. The foster father of Jesus was Joseph. The foster father of Horus was Joseph or Sep. Jesus was born in a stable. Horus was born in a cave. Again, and then there's people that refute. There's a scholar on here that says, no, this isn't true, but this is. This isn't true. You know, So it just depends on where you look. You know, We see what we want to see. And um, I just think that this story has been repeated over and over and over and over. And that we should stop debating semantics about it and start looking for the universal truth, the universal Christ, who promised that he's in all of us. He promised that the kingdom was within and that it won't come with visible signs because a wicked generation looks for that. And what is the wicked generation? The one that was serving at the pleasure of the extraterrestrial gods looking for them to literally come back in the sky. And what's the best deception ever known to man? The one that's already set up as a lie from the beginning. I'm not saying that that's true, but I'm just saying look at the signs. Look at the serpent in the garden. Did that serpent have good intentions to actually help Adam and Eve escape because now they were trapped in the flesh and they needed to get out of this blissed paradise that was made for them so that they even had a chance for humanity to ascend and and attain their connection with God again? Because you see already, you had Adam that was made into that flesh from that beautiful being that was created in the very beginning. And then you go and you've got Enoch and you've got Noah And how many people tried to deliver the people? It's even said that Noah did not look like a normal man. He had white. It's not just to, oh, I'm light now. No, it's inward light. You're becoming light. Christ said, if thine eye be single, the whole body is full of light. Yet you have everyone now demonizing that ideology. Well, that's witchcraft. That's whatever. That's magic. That's, you know, that's not. No, it's not your normal faith, but it's what Christ said. And that's all I'm here to bring, guys. So I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Um, Appreciate your view and the time you take to share it with us. I know I'm not crazy. Thank you very much.
Um, no, you're not. You're not. And in fact, none of us are, but uh, we, might get, we might get told that a few times. I do want to read a, a scripture of encouragement to all of us. Uh, let me find it. It's in Matthew. So, Jesus, this is where he says, come to me. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And my burden is light, L-I-G-H-T. So you can take that again as light, lightweight, or is the burden light? It is a burden to bring light to the world. I don't know, guys. I think it's pretty cool. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, Tell me in short about Noah. Mark says, yeah, I'm going to look more into that. I actually saw that on Ancient Aliens where they talked about like Noah did not look like a normal human. Like he was, uh, even at a younger age, he had stark white hair and a white beard. And like just, you kind of think of like maybe an albino looking type individual Uh, We don't know. We don't have any photographs of him, you know, Uh, and a lot of the evidence we have of him has been trimmed down to be the narrative that we're supposed to understand. Um, But so, yeah, the Noah ideology of like, what did he really look like is super interesting to me. Um, And I don't know how much there is to that, but I definitely want to look into it. And if you guys like this type of stuff, especially where the paranormal combines uh, check out Ancient Aliens that History Channel does. And you may have seen it in passing, like on TV and gone, oh, yeah, those, you know, crazy whatever. But, like, seriously, watch it, especially starting from season 11 forward, uh, because they get very biblical with a lot of stuff. They really dig into a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about. Now, they're not coming from a, you know, proving God type point of view, but they're certainly coming from a, hey, what did people experience? And if you take. This understanding that I'm trying to share today about Yahweh Elohim being an extraterrestrial maker God and El Elyon being God Most High, uh, the 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 male Godhead, and then you have Asherah, the female Godhead, or the Divine Mother, or the Holy Spirit, and then you have Christ, who again I believe is manifest in many different places and times on our earth. That's the logos, the product of that union between Divine Mother, Divine Father. You even see this hinted at in Dan Brown's um, uh, Da Vinci Code, which I started watching yesterday. But anyway, you can stream Ancient Aliens on my website, cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. You can get it on Amazon. You can even order the DVDs through that, um, whatever you guys want. But all of that directly supports me. And then we've got our brand new line of t-shirts uh, out. I'll see if I can show you guys. I can't show you on Facebook, but you can click on the link that's on Facebook right now. It should be at the bottom. Um, and then you can actually go over and look at my new shirts. Um, so I've been working on shirts. I've got a couple more coming out soon. But I'm really trying to um, 
make some cool merch for you guys that you, that you've asked for. A lot of people have asked for merch, and I want to make sure to bring it. This is the tapestry. I'll show it in the background. This is the prayer portal tapestry, and um, you can get these in many different sizes. There is a T-shirt just like this. We have a mug that has my vision of a hippie Jesus on it, um, and, and a lot of people, you know, talk about, well, that's not the color of his skin, guys. He's he is manifest in every color of the rainbow on this planet, and possibly other planets. So let's, you know, he's probably had green skin on another planet, blue skin on another planet. Let's quit arguing about that. And if you're not looking for Christ in you, then you're looking in the wrong place. And that's all I'm here to say. So uh, let's see. Yes, sir. Quietly waiting says, thank you. So uh, anyway, let's see. Casey says, awesome. So yeah, thank you guys. And you guys on Facebook, sorry, they don't do the green screen effect on here. So I can't do the same photos and stuff, but uh, you can go check it out um, on cubcooker.me. Uh, my artwork is made using an uh, artificial intelligence program. I pay for it. All the images are licensed to me, so I can resell them like this. Uh, but I worked really hard to create like a unique style of artwork with it. So all of my artworks that you see were made by me. It may have taken me a hundred different tries, and I pay for every try I use on this software. So, um, you know, I really work hard to get these images that I do. They're not just completely randomized, thrown on there to try to flip a quick dollar. I am an artist at heart and I work really hard to bring beautiful images. There's a story behind each one. This one with Christ praying in front of the portal is literally like I made this tapestry for like a yoga studio or a meditation or a prayer place uh, to remind us that we have that power, that power, that mode of prayer to speak directly with our creator through prayer and that it opens portals in our life. And I want all of us to remember that um, that prayer is is literally a superpower we have. Uh, so that one behind you is gorgeous. Thank you, Quietly Waiting. Yeah, that's on a tapestry, and you can get it in several different sizes. I did try to price everything as modestly as possible, um, though you know I only get about half of what uh, the cost of these things are, are pretty high just to get them made. This company does all the printing and shipping for me, so... Uh, but I do all the designs, all the artwork, everything, lovingly try to create a beautiful shop. We've got a mug that's super cool. This one starts at, I believe, $69, and then the biggest size, I think, is about $120. I'll have to look, uh, but it's all on the shop there. And they adjust based on, like, if you're in the EU or you're in America, you know, the price uh, changes a little bit, but... Uh, God bless you. That is amazing. I wish I could afford that one. You bet. There's also a mug. This mug is super cool. And I'm not trying to just hawk stuff on you guys. I'm really proud of this stuff. Uh, this mug is my hippie Jesus mug. And I absolutely love this. Instead of a crown of thorns, it's a crown of light and flowers. Look at the multicolored tapestry taken from inspiration from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. The pendant of water. Remember the water, the logos over the water in the creation, you know, everything has a meaning in these. And I hope, and I also did this because I wanted us to remember like who Christ is to us and be inspired every time we sip on our coffee. I'm going to get one of these too. So, uh, white Jesus. Yeah, this is, this is a version of white Jesus. And you guys that keep commenting that seriously, look at for who Christ really is. Like he's manifest in, in this, in, I, I believe he manifests in the sixties probably as one of the hippies in that hippie movement. I believe he, manifest um 
as uh, a Jewish person, uh, very olive complexion in the time of what we, what we know of as the time of Christ. I believe he manifests before that as one of the gods of Egypt. I believe, you know, he's been um, in all kinds of cultures. And so we have to, like, stop arguing about, I've gotten probably a hundred different comments of, oh, that's not what color his skin was. Guys, you're missing the point about who Christ is. Because the flesh is the matrix, guys, and the matrix wants you to argue about the flesh. Stop arguing about the flesh. This is just my vision of a beautiful hippie Jesus. Whatever color. Look at all the different colors in there. I mean, you're saying he's white. Look at the red and the brown and the blue and the yellow and the green. I mean, come on. I love you guys, but quit, quit arguing about... This is just my image. This is who he is inside me. This is who he's manifesting to me. If he manifests to you differently, go make your own artwork. Go write your own story. Go manifest him. Everybody in this community talks about manifesting. Oh, if I need money, I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to. But we're not manifesting Christ. What do you think manifesting is for? Why do you think it even works? It's so we can bring love and light to the world. Enlightenment. Enlightenment. Inward light. Uh, let it go, let him be white, and go read what Enoch said about that Jesus. Amen, absolutely. So, anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for protection today. Thank you guys. Uh, this community is amazing. Pray for, for everything I'm doing here. Uh, open that portal to the Most High. Pray uh, his protection and perpetuation on this. Uh, pray his uh, financial wellness on this. That's something that I need uh, this to manifest is that ability for me to continue doing it so that this is all I have to focus on. Um, and so, you know, we, we made a little bit last month. It was not enough to live on. I'm living off my savings. And as that savings gets slower, you know, I need the sales to go higher. So literally you may not think, Oh, buying one thing from his shop helps. No, it does. But over on cubcooker.me, I have my book. I have other books you can get through my Amazon shop. I literally have showed up with any way I can serve you guys so that we can perpetuate this ministry. So thank you guys that have supported. Uh, we sold some shirts yesterday. Thank you guys for the shirt sales. Those are awesome, and I hope you love them. So how do you see the pick? Daniel says, I can't do it on Facebook. I wish Facebook would add the green screen thing. They don't even let me like show a picture on Facebook. I can't even add a photo to the, to the thing here. So um, yeah, they don't. In fact, I just got on a screen that I can't even get off of now. I don't know how to... Oh, no. See, now I'm... Now we've got all kinds of effects going, and I don't... There we go. Sorry. Yeah. I don't need to mess with Facebook. Facebook needs to add the green screen. Come on, Facebook. Uh, I know. So, yeah, Ruby says Facebook doesn't do the green screen. But it's on TikTok. I'm live on TikTok now. And then that gets posted to YouTube. And that gets posted to the Audible podcast as well, the audio podcast as well. So um, on wherever you guys want to grab this, this uh, today's lesson. So what I just read on Jesus saying, come to me, I want to read that kind of version out of the Gospel of Thomas. Because this ties it all together and I think wraps up what I'm trying to say here. Yes, my YouTube channel uh, is just search for Cub Cooker on YouTube. And you'll see uh, my profile picture. There are two channels. There's a Cub Cooker 2, which is just kind of an extra channel I have if we ever split the ministry into like an audio ministry and a visual ministry or something. I just have another channel. But look for the one with me wearing the, the, the tie-dye shirt. 
Um, that's my YouTube channel, Cub Cooker. So, uh, Yeshua said, an aged person will not hesitate to ask a seven-day-old infant about the place of life, and that person will live. Many of the first will make themselves last, and they will become one. Gospel of Thomas is one of the most penetrating gospels I've ever read in my life. And when you read it, you understand what he's actually saying in the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It changes the narrative because now you start to understand the esoteric terminology he spoke in, the deep truths that he was speaking to us that transcend religion and tradition and human constructs. And rather connect us with a much more ancient and much deeper truth about who God is, what the divine spirit is, and who Christ is in us. Again, the universal Christ that has been here since the beginning and will be here long after the end. I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you for standing up for me here on these platforms. Please always alert me if you see anything weird like that. And number one thing, just report them for harassment. That's the biggest thing. I will never harass anyone on here. I will never put anyone down on here for their beliefs. As long as they're doing it in love and light, this is a place for openness and oneness. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for your support. Peace.